The following contains strong language and covers war and death. It may not be suitable for all listeners. Episode 3. The Other Richard. You live right around here? Do you know Pauline? Does she live here, Pauline? Do you know? know Oh, oh, okay. Oh, all right, buddy. Oh, there's a sign there that says... Don't no, come any no further, we'll blow your fucking ass away. Is that what it says? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> can, can we borrow your guard dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take thank care, you. Thanks. Take care, buddy. Have a, thank you. Oh, my meat. Fucking thing. There's a sign that says something. No oh, oxygen in use. Hey, this could be it. That sign reads, no smoking, because uh, oxygen no is being problem. used inside inside the home where we're hoping to find a sister of Joseph R. Dagnalt. We found Dagnalt's obituary at the Worcester Library and learned he left behind a widow, two stepdaughters, a brother named Paul, and three sisters, Doris, Anita, and Pauline, wife of Robert. Through my research, it unfortunately looks like Paul, Doris, and Anita have all passed away. The phone numbers we found for Pauline haven't materialized just yet. Jesus Christ, watch it, boys. But this is the address, also listed amongst her information. Well, he used to hang a flag or something. Hi, we're looking for Pauline. Are you a relation of Joe Degnault, who was killed in Vietnam? My brother got killed in Vietnam, but it was Joseph. Joseph Degnall, yeah. right? Yeah, well, we're looking for pictures for him, for him for the memorial in Washington. Can you hang on for sure, a Sure, we will. Thank you, dear. I'm going to call the Auburn police. I'm sure. <laughs> I've got some suspicious men outside. From Historic Media and Freddie J Features, I'm Ryan Kern, and this is Finding Faces. I don't hear no clicking of a gun or nothing. No. Pull of a slide on a shotgun yet or anything? Two and a half minutes pass between Pauline going back into her home and returning to the front door. It's not much time, but there are plenty of possibilities to ponder in 150 seconds. Not that we're honestly considering the extremes Phil and Casey are joking about, but knocking on someone's front door, it's just not as innocent as it used to be. Once she comes back, she asks what kind of information we're looking for. I go into my spiel about the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund and how many pictures are missing. But Phil quickly takes over, probably sensing she needs some convincing that the guy with the giant microphone cannot provide. Joining them, they're Vietnam veterans, and we're going around. I'm the president of the state memorial, and Casey's on a board of directors. We're just trying to get pictures. I'm just filming. Just if you have any pictures at all of Joe, I do. But my house is a mess because my husband's gone off. My house is a mess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my whole house is a mess. Well, why don't you come in and see if I can find? Okay. Thank you, hon. Just have a seat. Okay. Thank you so much. Is there anything I can help you with? Yeah. We won't look. We're not even looking. (laughs) This is not a mess. Not even close. It's a lovely home. There's a welcome sign on the front door, blue shutters on the windows, and the inside is clean and put together. And if you missed it, she said her husband is on oxygen, and that's why she hasn't been able to keep up with the house. Or at least to her standards, apparently. He's not here in the living room where she's left us, but we can hear them talking. After two more minutes, Pauline returns with a large binder. I don't know 
what you want to know. He got killed when he was 25. Yeah, yeah. yes, we have that information. We have all that information. We have all the information. We're just looking for the, they're just looking for pictures. He's so, buried in Hawaii. Yeah, can you tell me about that? Because from what I saw, he, he had a family in Hawaii, is that right? There are several interesting aspects to Joseph's obituary from the Worcester Evening Gazette. For one, he enlisted in the Army in 1960, but he died eight years later, in May of 1968. He left for Vietnam not from Worcester, but from Hawaii, just like Richard Johnson. But it seems Joseph's roots there were much deeper. His widow, Beverly, was living in Hawaii when he died. And although a memorial mass was held in Worcester, his military funeral, according to the obit, was in Hawaii. He had a wife. She was in Hawaii, but uh, he had married a, a woman for a short while. He had two girls, but I kept hearing they broke off. He had written to me when he went to Vietnam that he had broken off his marriage. But I guess she was still in Hawaii when he died. But he was 25, my baby brother. But we went on our, for our 45th anniversary to Hawaii because I wanted to visit. Now, was, was part of the reason why you chose Hawaii to go, to go visit him? Yeah, that's why I wanted to go to Hawaii to visit his uh, grave. Had he been there before? No. Why was, why was that important for you? Because he was my brother, and I felt bad that he died. My mother had letters written by him, and I think she got rid of him after he died. So I'm the only one left in the family. Yeah. What was that time like for your family, do you remember? When we went to Hawaii? No, no, when, when he went into the service. and I was heartbroken because I told him, you know, I just didn't want him he go in because he had Mary problems, and I think that was one way that he wanted to escape for a while. And I told him, you go, you're going to end up jumping in a fire. You know, he was so young, you know. I tried to talk him out of it, but he didn't want to be talked out of it. So what could I do? I couldn't boss him. He was his own boss, you know. But um, Do you have pictures of Joe in there? Huh? Pictures of Joe? Of my Joseph, brother? Joseph, yes. Uh, not to be nosy, that's not his picture there. No. No. Oh, the Marine, that's, okay. No, that's my grandson. I, I, when I seen the photo, I goes, oh. This is my brother. Oh. Oh, that's perfect. That's what we're looking that's perfect. for. What Casey noticed was a little bookshelf beyond the living room, initially hidden from our view behind the dining table. I knew the picture Casey pointed at was not Joseph. It's too modern of a photo. Looks like it's no more than 10 years old. Turns out to be her grandson. But sure enough, just below is Joseph. He's standing at an angle, looking at the camera and smiling. He has a full military uniform. And as I focus on his face, I realize I've seen this before. This was the exact picture the family must have given the newspaper 51 years ago for his obituary. The one we found at the library. But in the newspaper, only his face is used. That version is also quite pixelated, and in black and white. This original is full, clear, and in color. And one more thing. Pauline says she and her husband took this photo. This is just before he went in. Yeah. But I, 
Steve, we got pictures because this was in our apartment. Not yep. here. This is my hey, husband, Rob. Hi, how you doing? I think I've seen you around. Casey? Bob? Oh, yeah. Film a dial. I recognize you. Oh. Yeah. In the 1968 obituary, Robert is listed as Pauline's husband, and this is him. So they've been married quite some time, 60-plus years. Robert, who goes by Bob, and Pauline have gone to many ceremonies at the State Memorial at Greenhill. Since Phil emcees those events, and I'm sure he's easy to remember, Bob recognizes him. And he immediately starts talking about Joseph, and how he was wounded once before he died. And that was uh, not a bad wound, I guess, it's some shrapnel on his arm or something. Yeah. And then he went back in, back out in, in uh, May and uh, and a mine. Oh. A mine exploded oh. right next to him from what we're told. Yeah. Bob confirms what the Kaffelt database casualty report shows. Sergeant Joseph R. Dignall died May 20th, 1968. Quote, from wounds received while on combat operation when hit by fragments from hostile mine. But, um, yeah, I just feel bad that he died so young, 25. Yep. Yeah, he had a lot of living to do. Oh, yeah. He was thought if he went in the service, he was going to be getting away from his problems. And no, it's not that way, because I know when I was in, my money went to her, not to me. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. But, uh, well, that's how it ended up. Yeah. So. It's called life, I guess. You go yeah. to that wall and you see all those names. Yeah. It's sad. It's yeah. sad. Yeah, my sister called. Where was the needle living? I forgot. Where was the needle living? She told me to go to mine because they were going to deliver a telegram to the house. And nearly 30 years later, Pauline and Bob were finally able to visit Joseph again, this time at his plot in Hawaii, in 1997. It was their first and still only time there. And that binder she brought out when we first walked in, it's a photo album filled of pictures from their trip to Honolulu, Pearl Harbor, and the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific, where he was laid to rest. How was that trip, when you think back on it? Well, I was glad to go, but sad to see his, him buried out there, but that's the way his wife did it. You wish he was here? Huh? You wish he was home? Yeah. We go up to the Green Deal. We've been going up every year to Green Hill Park for the ceremony. I think we missed it last year, and we'll probably miss it this year because he had the hot tank green, and he's on oxygen. But it was a beautiful cemetery, and he, we... we uh, visited his plot and we have a picture of you with your shadow on the yeah, plot yeah. yeah it's right in there i think that it's in the book there I mean, you guys say that he he comes up often in in what context oh we talk about richard quite a bit yeah. linda did my daughter discovered all the medals on all the family. internet that he received, and we oh, never knew it. Day, you know, oh, yeah. Veterans know. Day and stuff, yeah. yeah. Linda showed us all the metal he got, and we never even knew he received all of yeah. I can get it for you. I'll I would get like it for to get you. a nice yeah. picture. Yeah, it'll have his name, and all of that. I don't know if it'll have a picture, but it'll have the name, and it'll tell them all the medals that he Yeah, Phil and I can work together, and yeah, like yeah. you said, he'll, he'll just put it in your mailbox or knock yeah, on your yeah. door or whatever. 
whatever. Yeah, okay. I'll put Richard's picture next to it if I can get yeah. a bigger you frame. Went by Richard. She knows him as Richard. Yeah. His name was Joe. He yeah. grew up knowing Richard, but is, he, is, had he got older, he liked to be called Joe. Joe. Really? Yeah. How about that? Another Richard. Pauline and Bob go on to have a friendly dispute regarding the origin of Joseph's name. No, I, every time we play, we grew up with Richard, we said Richard. One says he went by Joe and then switched to Richard, while the other says it's vice versa. Whichever it is, we have several themes so far. Nicknames and Richards. And another theme seems to keep coming up today here, too. Yeah, I'm the last one. I lost... Uh, Half-sister, half-brother, and my real brother, and my real sister died. Nita died last year or the year before. She keeps bringing this up. I imagine it's hard not to think about. Her siblings, parents, all gone. All that's left is herself and the family she's created. And that topic, family, seems to be important to them. That mantle where Joseph's picture is, it actually acts as a shrine of sorts to all the servicemen in the family. Bob himself was in the army, stationed in Germany after World War II. Or, as he describes it, A long, long time ago. I'm 84 years old. (laughs) Bob's brother served. Their father, Pauline and Joseph's father, their older half-brother, and, most recently, their grandson, Andrew. He's a veteran. Pauline says he is a Marine who served two tours in Afghanistan. His picture is what Casey first noticed and asked about. After his graduation, Andrew announced to the family that he was joining the military. Bob says Pauline broke down. She started bawling because... Oh, yeah, because of what happened. Right. She said, I lost a brother. Yeah, and I hope I don't lose a grandson. That went in to become a Marine. That's what happens, yeah. Yeah. So you you had a hard time when he went in? Yes. Well, we tried to tell him, you know, you're jumping into the fire. You know, and did he have the same? Did he have a similar reaction as your brother did? She's a warrior, and he knows it. You, know? you worried about him? Were you worried about him then? Oh, yeah. oh of course, yeah. They say Andrew was proud to join and serve, and as a family, you have to feel the same way. I don't come from a rich military background, but my uncle is a Vietnam combat veteran, and I'm proud of him. And if I was alive when he was running through the jungle, I would have been worried sick. Joseph was the 124th Central New England serviceman to die in Vietnam. 1,500 lost their lives there out of Massachusetts alone. With numbers like this, how could you not be worried? I want to hear from Pauline more about this. Her father, her husband, her brother, her grandson. That is a lifetime of worry. But for the moment, the conversation has turned into, you know it, the good old days... It's not the same anymore. Oh, no, no, nothing's the same anymore. Around here, anyway. Yeah, what was it? Was it this past? So, with obviously nothing to contribute, I sit back and listen. But it doesn't take long for Pauline to come back to Andrew and his return home from war. Was, is relief the right word to describe what oh, you're yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We send so many packages and hidden money in packages for him. Oh, we were happy. We hated to even have him go in, but that's what he wanted. So what can you do? Say no. You can't tell no. somebody, do what no. you want, you know. But today he's the father of two little girls. <laughs> Pauline tells me there's something on the refrigerator she wants to show me. 
We leave the guys and walk into the kitchen. It's one room over. It's a picture of when Andrew returned home, and the family is holding a huge sign that reads, uh, Welcome home, Andrew. We missed you. And that was the day he came back. Pictures of the grandchildren are on the fridge as well. Pauline says when they come around, they're always asking to see old photos. She thinks maybe more of Joseph might be around somewhere, maybe even some of his letters home, but her life is too chaotic to go looking for them. She says Bob has emphysema and needs to be on oxygen all day. He is her number one priority, as he should be. But she says she wants to find them for us and takes down my information, just in case she stumbles across anything. Do you have any memories of, of when a letter arrived home from him in Vietnam? Do you remember his memories of... Well, know? I know when he got killed, my sister called me and told me, rush over to Ma because Mom's going to get a, a, a notice through uh, the uh, Western Union that Richard got killed. And I left my job and I went. And I was there when the letter came. But, and it came by cab. No official, just came by a cab driver that delivered the thing to my mother. What was that moment like reading it? I thought it was odd that it got delivered like that to the parents instead of a serviceman delivery, you know? What, but I, then I figured, well, maybe because she wasn't his wife, just a mother. But I did resent that, that it came from Worcester Telegram, Gazette, Western Union, and it was delivered by a taxi man. What was your mom's reaction? My mother broke down. As does Pauline now. Like Marie said about her brother Richard Dickey Johnson, it never goes away. It's been 51 years, and this is all still too raw. I'm the last She said, I'm the last one. It's hard, and now I got him to worry about. My daughter's very good and my son is. I don't like him sitting here crying. I don't know what I'm, I met him when I was only 17. And we've been together, we got married. We went out four years together. And we've been together ever since. A long time. <laughs> but like I say, it's, it's rough. It's rough. I don't know if I'm causing more anxiety or providing Pauline with some sort of alleviation. Sometimes it's just good to cry. And I don't think she has many moments to get away and do so. Even if that away is simply the next room over. We stick around a little while longer. Pauline again tells me how she'd like a picture of Joseph's medals. She says she wants to show her grandkids. She is so proud of her brother. I'll be sure to follow through. I haven't been able to find anything of Joseph's widow or her daughter's, but I'll keep digging. Someone must be out there somewhere. And who knows? Maybe they have his actual medals. Maybe they're looking for Pauline too. Okay, perfect.
All right, you guys. Hey, thanks right. a lot. You take care, huh? Thank we didn't you. mean to scare you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm ugly, but come I'm, on now. No, Pauline, we just give get me a, a break. lot. We get a lot of people want money and stuff. Oh, and yeah. oh we didn't give you that pot yet. By the way, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> by the way. All right. Thank you. you take very care. Much. Bye. And I look forward for that picture. I mean, don't rush. I know you're busy, but sounds would, good. Yeah, I'll I'll get it to I would love it. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. We have another address to check out in the area. This time, we think it's the sister of Francis Allen Jr. Francis's obituary was another one we found at the Worcester Library. He had quite the family. His parents, three brothers, four half-brothers, and two sisters are all listed. Also, amongst those left behind, his widow Laura, and a one-month-old daughter named Christine. He was in Vietnam for five months before he died so there's no way he got to hold her, let alone even see her. Aside from a possible match in New Jersey, I haven't been able to find either of them. Christine would now be 49 years old. But we might have a hit on his sister, Geraldine. That's the home we're walking up to now. In the obituary next to Geraldine's name, it says her husband is Adam, and they live in Worcester. As we're walking up to the house, I tell the guys who we're hoping to find here, and Casey stops and stares straight forward. I... Wait, you know what? 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 I think I know her. Do you? Casey says he knows an Adam with the same last name who lives on this street. Or at least at one point he did. We'll see if it's the same one. You want to do the front door? Well, the front, as the stairs haven't been shoveled, I don't know if they use it too much. Somebody did go up there. You want to go up there? I don't care. You lead the way with those big clodhoppers of yours. I got a feeling it's the same guy. Is it? You know him? Yeah. Do you have a doorbell? Can I open this and knock? Oh, geez, that hasn't been opened in a while. Should we try the back door? Maybe knock on the door once? Hey, that was pretty good. You almost had a beat going. Hello? Testing. One, two, three, four, five. What do you want to try the back door? I'm following you guys. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to go down on my ass here. Somebody there? Hello? There's a guy right here, Phil. Is there? Yeah. Oh. Is this the guy you know? Casey, is this the guy you know? I don't know. I'll find out in a minute. Is it? No. Oh. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Adam, god damn it. It is you. He's putting them sleep in here. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking for Jevelyn. She's she's, uh, in, in a house there. She's, uh taking a shower. Oh, okay. Well, we're looking for... Are you related to Francis M. Allen Jr.? Yeah, is she is? He's my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, give him the spiel, Casey. Well, what we're doing is 
This is Casey's buddy Adam, and Adam was absolutely sleeping. His shirt is untucked, belt buckle undone, the hair. We definitely woke this guy up. I don't know how they know each other, but Casey is pumped to see him. He tells Adam all about the project, and Adam is receptive. She can look for photos and that, but she's, I know she ain't got many of uh, Well, what they're looking for, it doesn't have to be military. It can be any photo at because all. Because what they want, what yeah, they're going to put in Washington is they want a, like a picture like they were real people. Yeah. But it's... Well, uh, you know, it, the thing is... It's pretty damn well, big. She didn't have many pictures in it. I know he got married, and it was... The girl that he married is the one that would have like a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. I've got her uh, flipped to the other page there. Uh, well, back page? one page. No, and I don't think she yeah. actually does have any pictures. I don't know. And that's Laura. Laura. Yeah, I think that was her Springfield, name. Springfield, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. In New in New Jersey. Yeah, I think so. All right, you want yeah. us to stop back someday? Uh, I, well, I, I could just give me a number. You got a number of son she can well, call? Well, like, we'd like to talk to her, too, but well, obviously yeah. she's in the shower, so yeah. we can't yeah. talk to her yeah. now. Yeah, actually, she ain't feeling good either. Yeah. Well, so you haven't changed, for Christ's no. sake. <laughs> Hanging in there, Adam. Silly Casey. Says, I know this guy. Because <laughs> he said he's in the door, and I, I, I had to get up there. Says, is that Casey? Holy how, do you, how do you guys know each other? Oh, softball. Softball, and then we, we hung around Joe D's. Oh, Joe D's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Softball, like like recent softball? No. Not too recent. Not too recent, that's right. We yeah. were like uh, yeah. 30 years, 40 great, years ago. Great softball team. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. That's when softball was great. Yeah. All right. But All right. Casey, yeah. Sorry, but make I'll sure. Like I okay. Seen yeah, absolutely. I've been in a little while. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Okay. But like Kate. I say, make sure she I follows will. up because yeah. it's, 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 it's call a, and let you know whatever. It's, yeah. it's an absolute legitimate thing. Yes, I, I wouldn't be here. I know that. I know. You know that. Have her leave me a voicemail if I don't answer, and, and I'll get back to her. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. You take it hey, easy. Huh? Okay. Take care. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. How how long has it been since you've seen him? I haven't seen Adam in about uh, eight to ten years, because Joe, <laughs> Joe D's closed yeah. the bar, and, and that's where we used to meet every Saturday. Joey D's. All right, brother. Hey, hopefully, you know, I, he, he'll call, I'm sure, yeah. you know. And maybe you can... Well, we'll walk to your vehicle and give you a... Yeah, come on over. So you're busy tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta go to the dentist tomorrow. You have anything going on tomorrow, Casey? While we wait for Geraldine or Adam to call, I have a couple of days before Phil and Casey can link up again. I figure this is a good time to print out Joseph Dagnalt's medals that I found online and go back to Pauline and Bob's. It's still fresh in my mind, and I don't want to forget about it. He was an impressive soldier. Amongst his accolades, he was awarded the Purple Heart. I assume for getting that shrapnel shot into his arm, as Bob described? That or his death. I wish I was giving Pauline his actual medals. But this printout will do for now. I'll continue trying to track down his widow, if she's alive, and the two stepdaughters. Hey! hey. How are you? Good. We're in the mess. We lost some, I lost my brother-in-law. 
So we're getting ready to go to the funeral. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. When when did that happen? He over the weekend. Uh, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry to bug you on a day like today. Oh. So I print. They're they're the same exact thing. I just printed out three in case you wanted a bunch of copies. Go ahead and flip them over though. One of them. Yeah. So this is a map for you. So those are his four. So that's the Purple Heart. That's the National Defense. Vietnam service and then the Vietnam campaign medals. Wow. So he had he I don't I'm not too familiar with how the medals work, but he had a lot. Oh my god. One will go into the album that I got made up and then I'll see if my son and my daughter want one or what, you know, but Sounds good. Yeah, I figured I'd give you a couple just in case. Yeah, because like I say, he lost his brother. We're getting ready. He's going to stay home because he can't go right. with the oxygen. So my daughter and I and her husband, we're going to Connecticut for the funeral. Oh, it's in Connecticut, okay. It's in Connecticut. It's Bob's, Bob's brother? Bob's, his, yeah, his only brother. Yeah. Remember how Pauline dwells on being the last sibling left? Add Bob to the list, too. His brother was an army man, just like Bob. They both served between the Korean War and Vietnam. Two boys in a long line of servicemen. Pauline invites me inside, and I have a couple follow-up questions for her regarding the family and some details about Joseph. Hey, Bob. Sorry to hear about your brother. Sorry to hear, sorry to hear about your brother. Oh, you know about my brother, too? Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Bob's brother had Alzheimer's, and Bob seems to be in good enough spirit considering the situation. But leaving the state, or even just the house, it's too tall of a hurdle right now. He cannot attend his brother's funeral. It's too much for him. In the morning, uh, I'm waking up with arthritis and breathing problems. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, you got to take it easy. Yeah. yeah. So... It takes me uh, until this time of the day to start moving around a little bit. This is his only brother. There was only two boys in the family. Yeah. Um, he had it rough out there in Connecticut. But we had a lot of good memories, so yeah. that's what we that's what we concentrate on the memories. So this this should complete my book of Richard. Yeah. 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 Of all his medals. So our kids and our grandchildren and great-grandchildren will look at that album someday. And, you know, so. They'll know what he did. Yeah. 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 He was only 25. We talk more about Bob's military service, along with his brother and father. I bring back up the topic of how Richard came to be for Joseph. And we all have a laugh about how Pauline and Bob still cannot come to a consensus on the topic. Uh, even the church certificate, if I called Holy Name and got his birth certificate, his baptism paper, no, I, think I bet little, it says Richard Joseph. Maybe you people prefer to call him Richard. I don't know. But, uh, I think I'm going to call the Holy Name Rectory next week. <laughs> no, I'm really. I stay for a half hour before taking off. I say bye to Bob, and Pauline walks me to the door. Her daughter is picking her up within the hour to drive to Connecticut for the funeral. Tough times. I just hope she's able to find gratitude for what is still around. Children. Grandchildren. Great-grandchildren. And especially from my perspective, Bob. 
That is six plus decades of marriage, and they're still making each other laugh. And I'm the last one in this Tough. Tough to get old. Stay young as long as you can. Do my best. <laughs> it's been a pleasure being. But I'm keeping your you phone number. So, you know, right now I'm going through a lot of the pictures on our family to get into the, complete my album for my kids. And that's what I'm doing, and I'm getting rid of stuff, too, at the same time. Okay. So my kids don't have to do it. Anything you find, let me know. Yeah. Call me if anything I, you want. I'm not sure, but I might have one letter. I'm not sure. That might be in a, a different box on my side of the family. Okay. You know, so I'll give you a call. That's why I'm keeping Sounds good. Thing. No rush, whenever it happens. Okay. I'll see you soon. Okay. I'll talk to you sometime, okay? Okay. Thanks okay. a lot. Thank you. It's later in the evening, and I didn't hear from Gerilyn today, Francis Allen's sister. For some odd reason, you have to give families time to warm up to the idea of discussing painful memories that they've kept suppressed for 50 years, and do so into a microphone being held by a complete stranger. In other words, I get it. But the reality is, I don't have much time to wait. Any day now, others could be closing in on Massachusetts and its missing pictures. I am not the only one out there searching. Groups of dozens of people have been working on completing each state for years. They work hard and fast. They are awesome and deserve so much recognition. But if I can, I'd still like to find as many myself as possible. All while still not getting in their way. I'm back home now, digging online, searching for any other family members I can find. Francis Allen had nine siblings, according to his obituary, along with his wife and daughter, so I'd say it's likely that someone else is still around town. Then, I remember that old Vietnam-related website I recently found, the one where Kathy posted about her brother Dickie Johnson 10-plus years ago. Alan's page has a lot of activity, 10 comments, but they all appear to be generic posts, honoring and thanking him for his service. But when I scroll to the bottom of the page, I read something I've never seen or heard before. When it comes to someone who died in Vietnam... February 24th, 2005, quote, My brother and fellow Marine forever, I was there and heard your last words. Is it too late to go home? Is it too late to be better? Is it too late to not drink anymore? Is it too late to feel good? Is it too late to go Finding Faces is written, reported, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Ryan Kern, with help from Andrew Steiner, senior producer with Stork Media, and Zach Trenisi. Kristen Verbitsky is our executive producer. Emily Pasillo and Matt McConico are story consultants. Music by David Kedry, along with Edward Granga, Douglas Stevens, and SI Publishing. Our theme song, What You're Listening To Right Now, is Too Late by Failure Machine, courtesy of Spencer Kilpatrick. 
Cover art and social media designs by Emily Pasillo, with help from Jesse McCloskey. The Soldier Graphic is courtesy of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund, Jim Knotts, Tim Tetz, and their endless support. You can see their wall of faces, where these pictures end up, by visiting vvmf.org. Special thanks to Phil Medallo and Casey Pulaski, along with all of those who welcome us into their lives, allowing us to tell their stories. A huge shout out to Ken Davis and the Caulfield Database, where vital information on each of our subjects is stored. You can do your own research there on anyone who died in Vietnam by visiting Caulfield, C-O-F-F-E-L-T, database.org. You can keep up to date with our show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Finding Faces Pod. We'll be back next Wednesday with episode four, Franny. Franny.